the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hour number two underway right now. Uh, just a reminder, 1235, Mark R. Weaver will be here, former Deputy Attorney General, State of Ohio. And he's going to unpack the contents of his latest article with Newsweek on Joe Biden. And should he be impeached? Spoiler alert, yes, he should. But first, I want to bring in uh, Mike Hartley, who is president of Swing State Strategies. Mike, welcome in. How are you today? I'm doing well, Jack. How are you doing, my friend? Super fantastic. Uh, so the most important question first. Uh, mm-hmm. Will the Browns have enough players to put on the field, and are they going to make the playoffs this year? Well, well the, fir- <laughs> the first one, I think eventually, I mean, at least live bodies-wise, they'll have enough. Um, I don't know the talent level. Um, I'm waiting for my call uh, from Berea. To, you know, I don't know if they need too many 50-year-old, six slow guys, but, you know, we'll, I'm always holding out hope. Um, I do think they have a shot at making the playoffs. I think if they win two of the next four games, uh, they'll be in. So, fingers crossed, though. I don't know what to expect, brother. Uh, you know, I don't either, man. It's just like they they just keep winning without their yeah, best they, talent. It, it's crazy to yeah. me. <laughs> 13 people on IR, uh, that's, I mean, like out for the season IR, that's insane. So, yeah, at key positions, too. It's not, um, yeah. you know, it's not the, the third and fourth stringers that are going on IR. It's the first and second stringers. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Jack, if you have any you know, if you have uh, any abilities to play either right or left tackle, I suggest you uh, get up to Berea. Well, hey, listen, I spent a lot of time there. That's where I met you way back in the day. I'm not going to tell it. Anybody how long ago that was. But, uh, hey, I, I have a leverage advantage. I'm short. So I could I could get <laughs> below those guys. Uh, you know, yeah. maybe if we run a, a wedge play or something, it'll work. Uh, hey, let's let's <laughs> talk. Old school single wing. Uh, single wing. That's it, man. That was my my <laughs> high school coach's favorite play was the wedge. 30 wedge. 30, we're going to run that wedge. We're gonna run it down their throat. Uh, coach, we just lost three. It's okay. We're going to get it. We're going to get five this time. Coach, we lost, we lost three more. Can we throw the ball? No. <laughs> We're going to punt on third down. We're going to surprise them. Um, okay. So here, let's talk. Speaking of surprises, let's talk uh, Let's talk some turkey. Uh, do you want to dive in on the, the U.S. Senate race first? Is yeah, that a good spot? Uh, you know, in uh, what we're facing, you know, as of right now is you have three uh, very credible uh, candidates on the Republican side vying for the, the Republican nomination in the March primary. Uh, you know, they're, they're different. Uh, all three of them are different. They bring different things uh, to the race. Uh, and if you look at the most recent polling, it's, it's relatively bunched. Um, you know, you have two, uh, you have Bernie Marino, 
who is able to self-fund, and so is Matt Dolan, who's able to self-fund. You have Frank LaRose, the Secretary of State, uh, you know, three people that, that I think very highly of, uh, and I think all three of them, um, you know, any one of them can give uh, Sherrod Brown the race of, their, of his life, of his career. Um, but I, I hope folks don't underestimate Sherrod Brown because that would be at your own folly to do so. Understand this is going to be the the hardest, uh, you know, like the, the J.D. Vance, Tim Ryan uh, race uh, in 22 is, is going to look mild in comparison. So, so do, uh, buckle up. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was just going to say, when I look back, and I don't have the numbers in my frontal lobe right now, but it, it, mm-hmm. they were running for different positions, but just looking at raw votes – in 2018, when Governor DeWine uh, won the governor's chair, he actually didn't get as many votes as Sherrod Brown got for U.S. Senate. Uh-huh. Um, so I... the, the guy can pull votes. Do you think that the fact that it is a presidential election favors the Republican candidate in this race? Um, in the general, uh, it, honestly, uh, it depends who the Republican nominee is. Okay. Uh, I think past experience would lead you to believe that if – Donald Trump is the Republican nominee, uh, that will benefit the Republican Senate uh, candidate just by his, you know, Trump's past performances uh, in Ohio, but also, you know, his ability to pull, um, you know, pull voters to, to vote kind of the Republican ticket. That's been kind of the fascinating thing in this realignment since in Ohio and since 2016 is that you end up with, you know, you have what has occurred is he has coattails in Ohio. Yep. And I think we've seen it demonstrated, but particularly when he's on the ballot. So um, now I, you know, I, I know we're probably going to get into chatting about the presidency, but I don't think Donald Trump is the only, the only Republican candidate that can actually assist the down ticket uh, uh, next year. So, um, you know, Biden's, you, you've, I'm sure you've seen the same polling I have, or we've discussed it, uh, you know, offline, like, uh, Biden's number is horrible in Ohio. Like, really, for an incumbent president, and I know he lost he lost the state by eight plus points. Yep. Uh, in two thousand twenty twenty, but um, it's still not. Uh, he hasn't gotten any better. I'll say that much. Well, in in to me, in in Ohio, I think is a foregone conclusion where Biden's concerned. I think Sherrod Brown is mm-hmm. is always a risk, is always a threat. But what in, what interests me, and, and maybe we'll dive into the presidential race a little bit here too, is that when you look at Biden's numbers, not only in Ohio, but in other what you'd call swing states or battleground states, it's his mm-hmm. mental competence that people are questioning. So it's not necessarily even a distaste for his policies or character. People are saying, I just don't think I want this guy carrying the suitcase around. Um, mm-hmm. Can he recover? I mean, I guess – because here's why I worry. I mean, he he was he looked incompetent in 2020, but it, did. that that didn't matter. And and you've got John Fetterman in a U.S. Senate seat. At some point, we have to call it what it is. The, the left and the progressives don't care about the person; they care about the movement. Um, mm-hmm. Do you That's think right. that he can still win that race, though, Joe Biden? Uh, yeah, I, I do. Um, I you gotta you. You gotta have to. I mean, the guy won in 2020, and it's you know what he did was, and it's ironic because they had the same amount of electoral college votes. Is he basically those states that Trump won in 16, the the Michigans, Wisconsin's, Pennsylvania's, 
Biden flipped those. And and so those are to me, uh, Jack, those are the those are the three states I look at. Like, yep. All right. What is polling saying there? Right. And we're still a long way away. We, we'll know probably in June or July uh, where things are as far as the political environment. You know, if inflation's still an issue, if, if you know, we've got the Middle East, we've got all this different stuff. If, if it's still in the same position in June or July, then, then Biden has a real problem. But I, I would, you know, just for, for those listeners, I would keep an eye on those three states and the polling within those three states. Because that, that's, that's what won the presidency for um, Trump in 16. And I'll tell you, those three states have always been kind of Republican fool's gold uh, up until 16. Yep. Um, but, you know, you end up with, um, uh, you know, uh, Biden winning those back. Let's see what those let's see what those three states. Those are going to be key. Michigan, Pro, whoever the Republican nominee is, Trump or whomever, they have to they have to win um, those those states. Well, you, you mentioned something earlier. And 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 by the way, can I keep you for another segment if I need to? Eight minutes on the other side of the break. Yeah. OK, good. Because yeah, I'm just I'm just diving in here on a couple of things, and and I know that we're going inside baseball. So, so to some of you listeners, if you're glossing over, I apologize. Just you know, indulge me for a minute. You you said though that I think something interesting. You said there are other GOP candidates that can assist down the ticket, and what you mean by that is that can turn voters out and make sure that, that you know the the the, the Republican mm-hmm. in Senate wins, the Republicans in other office offices win. Who who do you have in mind? You know, I honestly, it's, uh, you know, when I look, I mean, I think it's, it, you, from my perspective, I think Trump is obviously the heavy, heavy, heavy favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you look at the Nikki Haley and, 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 and Governor DeSantis, I, I think those are folks. Now, again, they, here's where you get that, right? Do they have the ability? I think what they can do is, is some of those disassociated or disaffected Republicans in the suburbs. Right. They mm-hmm. could probably bring some of them back, particularly Nikki Haley. Right. Uh, when you talk about suburban women who tend to had voted Republican that have moved away because of their feelings toward Trump, they can bring folks in. But the, the thing is, they have to be whoever that person is, if they're not Trump, they have to be able to also bring along the Trump voters. Right. In the Mahoning Valley and, and you know, Lorraine, Ohio and Lorraine County and along the North Coast, you know, those Trump counties yep. uh, that he changed the map on. I think there's there's absolutely uh, I think they can do that. Um, but, you know, again, time time will tell. But I do think to me, those, you know, those other two are pretty much the ones uh, that I see as the ability to, if they are the nominee, uh, can still have coattails and can still bring them on. But they're going to have to do work. Yep. Like, you know, Trump doesn't have to do that. Much, when I say that much work, obviously, you have to work hard. But like in Ohio. You know the his his electorate set. Yep. Right. They're going to come out. They're going to support him. Got to go to break, if Mike. If, hold that thought if, on yep. the other side. Hold that thought. Welcome back in to the Bruce Hooley Show, ninety-eight point nine FM, The Answer. I'm joined by Mike Hartley, President, Swing State Strategies. Uh, Mike, before we went to break, you were saying that uh, Nikki Haley, Ron DeSantis, both could have coattails uh, in Ohio. I wanted to let you finish that thought. 
Yeah, I think, you know, and I was kind of talking about how they'll, you know, while the president is pretty well um, established here in Ohio and kind of has his electorate, um, if they were to be the nominee, uh, you know, they'll need to do some work uh, in the state to make sure that they you know, not only can bring in uh, maybe some of those, you know, disassociated suburban um, uh, Republic, you know, previous Republican voters, but also secure the, the kind of the, the Trump voters in, you know, in in Ohio, but particularly kind of in that, you know, the Mahoning Valley and, and Cleveland area, North Shore and all that stuff. So uh, even over to like Toledo. So that that's kind of what I'm saying. They'll need to do some work. It's completely doable, obviously, but you know, time will tell. Uh, we'll see what happens uh, over the coming months. And goodness, I mean, uh, the Iowa caucus has started here in like a month. Yeah. So um, here we go. So um, let me let me throw you a curveball real quick. And and I didn't think I was going to ask you this, but I'm going to. So Vivek Ramaswamy oh, oh has, boy. yeah, <laughs> Vivek Ramaswamy <laughs> has made some waves, and um, mm-hmm. he has name recognition. Now the scuttlebutt is he might be well positioned to run for governor in 26. Do you think that's out of the question? Yeah. Oh, I don't think it's out of the question at all. Um, you know, knowing kind of, and I've heard the same scuttlebutt, and I think you and I've kind of touched on it a little bit in our conversations, but um, you know. <laughs> Uh, been around, been doing this 25 years, Jack, as you know, and I, nothing surprises me anymore. Um, so, no, I think, you know, we'll see what happens coming up. But, you know, if if <laughs> uh, he probably has positioned himself well to explore that option, uh, which would make uh, 2026 quite interesting. It it really would. I, I tend mm-hmm. to believe that, you know, you've got uh, John Husted, which I think – all intents mm-hmm. and purposes, has essentially said, yeah, I'm in. Uh, you may have Warren Davidson. You may have Vivek Ramaswamy. I, I don't know. I mean, and on the left, I don't know who they have. Yeah. Uh, maybe yeah. Tim Ryan. You're also, you're also looking at uh, Attorney General Yost and yeah. Treasurer Sprague. Yep. Um, and so, yeah. Um, yeah, on the left, I mean, you know, uh, we, we, I'll say Republicans have done a good job of, of decimating the Democrat bench. Um, over the years, um, you know, I always like to point out that since um, since 1994, um, that's a 40. I think it's I think Republicans in statewide executive offices are 36 and four, and the only the only four races they lost was in 2006, which is was in the midst of uh, huge unpopularity by President Bush in his second term and and you know scandal in Ohio. So, um, you know, it'll be it, it will be fascinating as soon as the presidential race ends, you know, then it's then it's, you know, it's go time uh, yep. on their end. And, you know, we'll see how things play out. But I've heard the same rumor you have. And, and you know, when I did, I'm like, man, that that's not dumb. No, honestly, because I'll tell you, I, you know, he's the one person that I've had random people in my life ask me about, you know, my kids orthodontist. Yep. Um, you yep. know, uh, my doctor, like uh, my general physician, right? they like random people in my life that know what I do for a living have asked me that. And I'm like, and he's the only one they've asked about because he's, he has, he has some appeal. Um, and you know, so that's, a, that's a very nice curveball, Jack. Yeah. You, you, see that one. Well, here, here, okay. I'm going to throw you a knuckleball now. Here we go. So uh, okay. <laughs> yesterday Great. the Senate 
passed House Bill 68. That is the SAFE Act, Mm -hmm. which prohibits uh, puberty blockers, uh, cross-sex hormones, gender mutilation surgeries, keeps men out of women's sports. Now, men that Mm want to pretend to be girls, they can still play sports, just not on girls' teams. So uh, Mm -hmm. the House then agreed with it, and now they're they're kicking it over to Governor DeWine. I've called Dan Tyranny and Mm -hmm. crickets. Do you think the governor's going (laughs) to sign this bill? Uh, boy, oh boy. Nice one. Jason. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we can go on thanks. to the next question if you want. I, I just, Merry, I'm just curious. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Um, there you go. All right. Uh, I will, I will do my best to tactically answer this. Okay. Um, and hopefully not get myself in trouble. Um, the, uh, uh you know, my feeling is, uh, you know, I would expect him, uh, to sign it. Okay. Um, but uh, I, I think the you know it's I'm probably thinking the lieutenant governor really hopes he signs it. Um, yes. Because if he if he vetoes it, that probably is not going to be helpful to to the lieutenant governor's as, future aspirations. I think he'll he'll have to answer to some of that, and that makes everything awkward. So you know we'll find out. I mean he has uh, I think ten days if I remember my um, yep. uh, civics uh, uh, lessons before. Um, so I think he has 10 days to sign it. Um, so we will we will find out uh, soon enough. Uh, but I, I, my gut tells me yes. So I will say this, and I'm going to put the disclaimer on it. Mike Hartley is not saying this. Jack Windsor is saying this. I think if he does veto it, I think it's going to go something like this. This bill is combined, should have been separated. I'm worried about our trans youth. I don't want to take the bat out of the hands of parents. Now, that's how it will come up. I'm saying this, Mike Hartley, not you. I think that has more to do with hospitals and the medical industrial complex and the money that flows into campaigns on both sides than it does trans youth. That's my opinion. Um, I'm interested to see how it goes. Yeah, uh, I I don't. um, You know, we all know the game, um, at least you and I do, and and others. Uh, that I think that's a, a thoughtful statement. Thank you. And, and uh, you know, it could it, and it could be, you know, uh, the two issues are you know can be seen as separate um, by some. And I think, you know, that's you're a hundred percent right. That I, I think that's probably the rub. If it was just the the in regards to sports and women's sports, it's it's a you know an easier easier get the on the other side. You know, it is a it. You know, we're we're in a different space. the 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 definition of conservative, uh, and some of this has to go back to you know sixteen. Is is there's a you know the conservative that you and I grew up with, right? The traditional kind of Reagan conservative. It's different now. People it identify is. themselves as conservatives. About thirty seconds, a Mike. Lot more, yeah, they might be a lot more populist or libertarian, and they, but they define themselves as conservative. So that's. That's where you're, that, that's going to be the interesting part in the next 10 days. So, Jack, uh, appreciate you, man. Uh, Merry Christmas. I'm sure we'll chat beforehand, but um, uh, Merry Christmas to you and your listeners. Merry Christmas to you, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to seed the conversation. I'm going to have you back in the new year, and All we're right. going to talk about what it means to be a Republican because you just opened up Pandora's box. Can't wait to talk about it next time. Oh, Thanks for carving we, out time today. We can today. do a few segments. Uh, yes, we could. <laughs> hey, God bless you, brother. Thanks again. Hey, take care, Jeff. You as well. Hey, stay tuned to The Bruce Hooley Show. Mark Weaver up next. 
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.